0: Right. Another Sunday, another victory. It's victory Sunday here. We can't really handle any more of these very, very, very close games, but the bandits do come out on top. They get another home overtime win from welcome back. Number two, Chris Cloutier scoring the OT Mm -hmm. winner about just over a minute into overtime. Great, great goal. Very, very close game. Another game where the bandits had to crawl back in it. Like we've been seeing all year long. The bandits are now 10 and two and still haven't lost since the road Rochester game. So I'm pretty much on top of the world right now. Tony, how are you
1: feeling? I'm doing pretty good after I had to shake off the sweat or (laughs) with all the nerves going through my body, especially with that, again, going to overtime. Uh, Obviously we had, like you said, from the previous show, we had two guys coming back in the lineup who really sparked up the offense and my God, they haven't lost a beat. They have brought back that scoring power Back to them and I'm glad they're healthy. I'm glad they were back on their feet. But again, there were some points of the game where it was a little scary too. They were look like, you know, getting Chris Kruislag and get his uh the cobwebs off and burn, you know, still taking the risks and getting hit. And it's like, God, I mean, do you really want a chance getting hurt again and being off for another, what was it, four or five weeks? Yeah. But you know what? They're back. They're playing stronger than ever and you know, they grinded it out into the very end and our boys won again 10-9 at the KeyBank Center making them go 10 and 2.
0: And in this game there was good, there was bad and there was ugly. Uh we yeah. can get into all three of those aspects. We can start off with the ugly, the first and the third quarter. I mean, they mm-hmm. usually, the bandits usually play an extremely great second half in general. Uh, but this is kind of a role reversal. They, they had a good, even number quarters. They played solid mm-hmm. in the second, solid in the fourth. Uh, but that third quarter in that first quarter, what was going on? I think Hill was just playing out of his mind. They yeah. we weren't taking very smart shots. We were, we got into some habits where we were shooting with less than, five seconds to go on the shot clock like that was stuff that we had trouble with last year and that was what really killed us in the finals last year waiting till the last possible second to shoot a shot Uh, Mm -hmm. but you got to give them credit too because they drew up a great defensive plan but my gosh like that first quarter that third quarter
1: that was some ugly lacrosse well you got to at least uh see the perspective of the matter i mean First quarter, only down one, nothing after the first. Not too bad. Matt Vince played
0: out of his mind in that first quarter. Oh my
1: god! Still, if you guys all think Matt Vince is not a good goaltender, still at his age, you are dead wrong. He's he kept these guys in every single quarter as possible. Yeah, there was a lot of there could have been a handful of those goals back because they were strictly like I could see the shot coming. I just got to make sure where it's going to be placed. And you know he missed, he misread a few. Don't you know? Not everyone's perfect, and I can't say Matt Vince is perfect, but he is still a damn good goaltender. Right? You guys cannot say such bad things. I've heard uh, through sections one eighteen, through my section, through one twenty. It's like, oh, take him out. He's not. He's letting in these ugly goals. So what? If he can, if he can see most of all. Us- and he makes the saves under the most districted shots, especially like those breakaways he made up for. Yeah. When he's dialed up, he locks it down. You guys gotta stop putting so much burden on this guy. It's not just him. I mean, you gotta also point, you can't really point the finger to him. Where's the defense on those situations and so leaving him hanging out to dry? Who, who's gonna save the day? It's gotta be the goaltender. And look what he did. He still kept it under 10. What yep. more can you ask from a goaltender who still keeps the goals against under 10? Per game, right? And has proven it.
0: And his overtime performance was great, making a clutch save on their first on their first possession. Uh, Yes, I mean that was huge. I mean, another thing that I think we can look at that was kind of, I mean, we were getting dominated in the faceoff circle too, but it really seemed like it really seemed like they were calm, cool, and collected defensively. They didn't yep. let them get more than a four-goal lead, or they didn't let them get more than a three-goal lead. They kind of held it down nope. there. And the, mm-hmm. the thought in the back of your mind was was if the bands just get one to make it 9-7, because that six-goal run was bad. That that was mm-hmm. bad. That wasn't ugly. That was just flat-out bad. And yeah. going up going up 6-3 from a great shot from Kluche, and then going mm-hmm. on a 6-0 run, or for us it was an 0-6 run, I don't know what that was, but that was just bad, bad, bad. But I know if we keep them within three, there's still a possibility that we can come back and win this game. And then they scored to make it nine-seven with ten minutes to go. I'm like, this is a whole new, different ball game, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what it was because then they fired in another one to make it nine-eight. And then we mm-hmm. thought Chris Kuzj tied it, but I mean, I don't even know how the refs thought that that was a good goal to begin with when the ball didn't even even yeah. stick after the shot clock went all the way down to zero. Oh, that was just bad officiating right there. And just like how it always is. Uh, But yeah, then he comes back and we tie the game from a great shot from Kyle Buchanan. So it's great to see him getting back on the, on the score sheet once again. And then obviously going to overtime, I knew when Johnny T called that timeout with just over 13 minutes to play that this game was over. I yeah, knew. it was kind of
1: weird for me. It was weird. I mean, usually you wouldn't want to take a timeout, but that kind of threw me and some fans off. But again, could have been the strategic passing by Johnny T. I mean, you, you stop it. You'd be like, well, what the, what are they doing? That? Like, you get the uh, opponents confused about the situation in hand. They're like, why are they calling timeout now? That's way too soon. Apparently, they didn't realize that Johnny T had something up his sleeve with the ace on his deck and then ready to go. Yeah. So, obviously, he put out his best guys out there, knowing the fact that, hmm, I got something we could try and it might work. And it did. Josh Byrne drew two people towards him. Kluche was wide open. As soon as the other two mis- misled that going to burn, and then they saw Kluche. They out they uh, overcompensated the fact of what he was going to do because he faked his shot. They yep. passed by him, and then he moved in just a little bit more to the high slot, giving him an open chance at Hill, He took his chance, and he scored and won the game for the Bandits. That's smart lacrosse playing right there, boys.
0: And going top shelf with that sidearm shot. We know that that's the one that dominates defenses and dominates goaltenders. That is Chris Uh I mean, obviously heavyweight player of the game, getting the OT winner. I mean, he absolutely sucked coming back, and he was pretty fired up to come back, too. Nathaniel Kazevnikov scoring his first NLL goal was very, very good to see. What a Uh, sniper doing his Mark Stainhouse impression, just pulling the ball to the point and just shooting it and somehow getting it in the top corner. Uh, it was a very, I, I say it was a great first goal and you get some style points with that too, doing the, that's the biggest, that's the most Mark Stainhouse goal I've ever seen in my entire life coming from a player that's not him. So I was like, yeah, that kind of gives me little flashbacks of 2008 to up to 2017 <laughs> or whenever he was done playing 2018. But yeah, that was, that was a great shot, a great goal, and on top of that, on the ESPN Plus broadcast, right before the fourth quarter started, dropping f bombs. I knew we weren't losing that game. Dropping an f bomb yeah. on my TV.
1: Yeah, Nathan was all into the game and all in for himself too, as well. Uh, especially when you're going to try to hold back your your enthusiasm and your and your excitement for the game. Plus, you'll be like, yeah, we just. One and we just didn't want to say it on TV, but he apparently right. did. he did. Like, he's like, Oops, oh, that's gonna cost me! So, yeah, other than that, I actually um saw him out there when he was playing at that time. Uh, I called it to Joe. I go, Joe, this kid's got to start shooting, and I guarantee you he's got a snipe. When you ever see him in the warm ups, he has the laser for a shot, he does, and that right there over the sh- holder of Hill. Oh my God, my, my theory was correct. He yeah. has a sniper of a killer shot. Well, he does. Take your chances, kid. I've been telling you guys all year long, if you're going to have your chances out in the field, shoot the damn ball.
0: And this is this is just the beginning of him too. I mean, he's yeah. a rookie. We'll see a lot from him. We were supposed to see him a lot last year, but obviously had that lower body injury that sidelined him the whole season. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but uh, it's going to be awesome to, to see the how, he, good. how he continues to uh, to keep his game going. And you know what? It's great to see him score his first. An NLL goal uh, Mm -hmm. coming against a team like Halifax, who I think is, you know, go back to the Rochester days, one of our biggest rivals. So that's always good to see, too. Um, Mm -hmm. Some other good stuff. Josh Byrne already mentioned him, how great that Mm -hmm. was. The fact that we can win this game without Dane Smith scoring a single goal is great. Not one
1: unbelievable i mean like i said before you guys can't rely on uh the fact that everyone's like oh yeah 92 is gonna get like a hat trick maybe up to five goals per game he doesn't need to he's got yep. guys that can do it for him too this is what i love about this team is that they can use everybody on the roster dave smith even though with seven assists that night still didn't have to score and they still won the game what right. does that tell you this team is dangerous no matter who is out and there, and brad mcculley not even scoring either yeah. He, again, he had one point, but again, he still took shots. He had like about uh, he had one shot actually. That was it. Yeah. Like one opportunity, but he was more like a pick and roll guy setting up for the bigger guys like Chris and Josh and all those other guys.
0: And he almost scored there too. Hill made like a sprawling save and he almost scored yeah. that goal. I think to make it a two goal, two goal game, but I think he made a big been. save and made this made the stop. Uh, yeah. but some good stuff because the bands take another one in overtime. Identical score to last week. This time it was just an mm-hmm. overtime. 10 to yep. nine was the final score from the KeyBank Center. Uh, I was all. <laughs> I think that that crowd was electric the whole night. I mean, they never really shut up. I mean, after the first quarter, it, it kind of turned into the Roman Coliseum. I was hearing some boo birds after the first quarter from some of the fans in attendance there. I'm like, first 15 minutes, the bands didn't score a goal, but they were getting a whole bunch of chances. And oh, at, sure. least a, at least applaud – I mean we don't want to we don't want to be those fans that boo our team. I mean, that's like Sabers fan type stuff.
1: Mm. Like,
0: and we've been seeing that for the last 12 years out of them, but Matt you got to give credit to Matt Vince like that. That was something. If Matt Vince had a off first quarter, we're talking mm. about our third loss of the season right here. He was the yep. guy that kept us in in that first half. Went up 5-3 at halftime, only giving up yep. three goals in a half hour. That's one goal every 10 minutes from Matt Vince and then we got people over here that's saying that we want to pull him. And then there was one post on Bandits Mafia, oh. which we should get into in a little bit, just to address what's sure. going on there, uh, sure. saying where are the Matt Vince apologists now after the Ryan Banesh goal? Listen, mm-hmm. they score wacky goals all the time. And I got to admit, I was kicking the coffee table in front of me watching this game after I saw that goal happen. Because I was thinking, oh my God, we were tied 6-6 and he's going to let mm-hmm. that one in. I mean, two feet in front of this restraining line, he takes a, stupid underhand lucky shot that goes through the five hole. That's just Ryan Banesh. That's just Benny being Benny right there. Um, Only Ryan Banesh is going to score a goal like that. But you also got to take into account here. Matt Vince is 40 years old. He's not 28. He's not 27. He's not in his mid twenties. Nope. He has the tendency to let in soft goals as most goaltenders do when they get to that age. Nick Rose lets in soft goals all the time. And I don't see the rock fans uh, treating him with disrespect. Like some of the bandits fans here are, I understand you want to establish a winning culture and the bandits have, and you really want that championship. You got to look at, you got to look at where you're pointing the finger. I mean, you got to look at players like Dylan Robinson that misses wide-open empty nets on a rebound instead of mm. looking at Matt Vince as the guy to be the target of all things scrutiny. I mean, if I was the first time joining Bandits Mafia Facebook group or watching a Bandits game, I would think just by looking at the post that people say on that Facebook yeah. group that he sucks. If I looked at it for the first time, I would think, oh, this guy must be horrible. Everyone's talking all this crap about him. And then when you go to the record books – oh, Matt Vince is here, here, here. He led this team to a three-peat from 2012 to 2014. Yeah. You guys got to settle down. And some of the other posts that I've been seeing, like I do my underrated bandit of the day, and there's always like two. There's always two people that want to argue. How was he underrated and give me reasons X, Y, and Z and say that I'm ignorant to the sport, even though I've played the sport for many, many years, and I've watched the bands for many, many years. You have these guys in here. The only reason why... We have this Facebook group. It's because we all love the bandits. Yes. It's these Old fogies that want to start instigating fights on there because they, 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 they thrive off of conflict and drama.
1: Man, Listen, no point I'll, I'll in post doing that guys. my
0: stuff. I'll post my stuff. If I say Dylan Robinson, you have to hit that empty net goal. And somebody says, well, it's a lot harder than it looks to score on a freaking empty net goal. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I understand like backing up your boys, but like, You're looking at an eight, six, nine, six game. And I said, well, if Dylan Robinson scored that goal, where it's a totally different game right now. And then I don't know if they're like related to him or whatever, but they were just giving me crap. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And then, you know, we have some other, other fans that are saying, oh, if you don't feel this way, you can private message me. uh, And then we can have a discussion for ourselves. And you're just so ignorant to the sport, blah, blah, blah. I said, you know what you should do? You should go ahead and type in our name on YouTube, watch us. Mm And know that we are not ignorant to this game. We have no, a show. We have a show all about dedicated to this game and this team. That's right. If, if you thrive off of conflict, you go join another Facebook group and and get the hell out because we eat, sleep, breathe, and sometimes we give. Uh, what is it? We give. We criticize the bandits in the right way when they right. need to be, like all like fans do, like all fans do. We criticize mm-hmm. because we love them. We don't hate them. We nope. criticize them because we love them, and we know that they can do a lot better. Absolutely. But it's, it's it's the 50-year-olds, it's the 40-year-olds, sometimes the 60-year-olds that are in this group that say, oh, well, you don't know. Like, I don't agree with you, so you don't know the sport. It's like there's there's no – look us up on YouTube. We know the freaking sport
1: yeah guys it's just this is what we're what we do we love this team yes we do the in and outs and yes we have some discussions about it some might be negative some might be positive but again we're all fair we're doing Basically the fan thing we do, we're doing the fan thing but again you know we can't really uh be just all about the positivities and yay this team's doing great even though there are some mistakes yes people yeah. make mistakes and this is our humble opinion of the matter so if you guys can't uh, figure that out and say well it's their opinion just like you have your opinions about the matter but don't neglect the fact that what we're we're trying to do uh, we're trying to really make a show out of this so people can enjoy listening to about the Buffalo Bandits and not be saying oh here's this comment of one person saying some really ugly sh- stuff on the board yeah and that we have to address it so as adults and as uh, podcasters we just want to say If you're going to keep it negative and you're not going to be positive of the situation, but because we you say we don't know our lacrosse, well, I'm sorry to say this, but we actually do. We go out of our way to read the stat books, uh, check the records, and all that sort of jazz. Every game we 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 went to games back then when we were kids.
0: Yeah, Uh, back in my
1: teenage years, Trevor. I don't know. I mean, I'm a little older than you are. I started going to games
0: in 2006. I've been going to games every year since '06.
1: All right, so for those of you who think he's, like, Trevor's the only one that has been going just because he doesn't know the era of ways or whatever, I've been going since they've started. So if anybody has something they'd like to say, please, by all means, message me, and I'll be more than happy to explain and describe how you guys think it should be because of the fact that we're not here to start wars. We're not here to start fights. We're here to give you the intel of the now of the bandits and some of the past because of the fact that we are bringing on board players from the past like the alumni that were agreeing to talk with us now i'm sorry if you feel jealous of the situation where you don't have a casting like what we do and that's not our fault we chose this so if you guys want on board and you have a say start your new show of your own without taking our name and then you guys can, accept, uh, you guys can explain yourselves on board. And if we like to listen to it, we'll follow. If we don't like hearing it, we just won't listen. It's that simple. Or it's if you, you want
0: to have a civil conversation, we would be yes. more than, we would be more than
1: absolutely. Show.
0: We'd love to have you on our show and we can have a conversation instead of throwing absolutely. insults, instead of throwing insults, like we're in second third, fourth, fifth grade, you guys are, yeah, you we're guys not, are guys. adults. I'm 22 years old. I'm technically an adult, and I've have that feeling. I go on there and post for fun, while you mm-hmm. guys. well, it's not. I Everyone mean, this is, the right I, to. We're only addressing like th- maybe less than 10 people on there. Right? Everybody else That's on it. there is cool with pretty much anything that we say. And yeah. I mean, just this one moron from the group, and I have to address him. Like I said, Nate Nate Kazevnikov just dropped the f bomb on ESPN Plus for not losing the game. We come back Good. and we win that game this schmuck I don't even, I'm not even gonna drop his name because he knows exactly who he is and if you're watching this you know exactly who you are says well yeah he did have you ever watched a lacrosse game before I'm like bro yes we we have yeah, all yeah time. we've watched a lacrosse game before do you know that we have a show also they're on ESPN plus so I thought it was funny that while in the middle of his interview he's over there dropping f-bombs. And then like, he he realized he said it and said, well, and he quickly apologized that he said it. And then guess what? They went on and won the freaking game.
1: Mm-hmm. yet
0: you're still trying to argue. Get a yeah, real not, problem no and shut your mouth. Get no, a real no problem and shut that. your mouth.
1: But we're here to be all positive about these things now. So yep. instead of let's finishing off that kind of topic, why don't we get into the players of the game and get back oh, to the yeah. stats on you board? Know my because that's what we're all about. And then I'm gonna let you start it off, Trevor. Go ahead and start us off with that. Oh boy.
0: I mean, coming back from injury and then, you know, laying some big hits, making some big plays, big passes, uh, setting up Josh Byrne. I gotta go with the deuce, man. Chris Cloutier, Cloutier getting that OT goal. He knows all about OT goals. When he used to play down in North Carolina with the Tar Heels in college and he had that famous OT goal to win the championship. He pretty Mm -hmm. much did the same exact move, just a little bit closer to the net. And he found the top shelf. Chris Clujet, welcome back. First game of the season that you've played. First full game. And you're definitely the player of the game.
1: Yeah, what hand injury. That didn't look like any kind of hand injury at all. He had his Uh -uh. mindset back. He had his game plan back. He had his hand-eye coronation back. swagger. Dude, the guy's a beast. And pretty much that – that's what we love about number two is because he knows when it's the right time to score. And he's been here before. So he's not nervous. He's cool, calm and collective. And he gets the goal when needed. And for that, being a player of the game i humbly agree because he has definitely waited patiently to come back now the other player of the game and this is my go-to player is for all those haters out there that have been pouring on matt vince and that's my go-to player player of the game is matt vince for why for keeping them in the game for keeping them under 10 goals and for the age that he is and he still got it no matter who he plays for and i'm proud that he's playing for the orange and black Matt Vince, you, sir, are my go-to player of the game.
0: Yep, and we we love our supporters. We love Matt Vince. We love Banas Mafia. So this one is directed to anyone who is bashing the dude because guess what? If he wasn't on his game, he's giving up more than 10 goals, and we lose that game.
1: We're not 10-2. and We're not 10-2 and without him.
0: In your face, whoever was doubting, whoever was talking their mess, in your face, because Matt Vince played a great game. Obviously, Josh Byrne playing well that was great. nine
1: points, 10 points came back for that nine points. He had, or was it 10?
0: I think it was either or nine or 10, but it's still either or great night from him. It's almost like he never left. I'm pretty sure it was nine points. It is nine, but, uh, three,
1: three goals, six assists,
0: nine points, three, six, nine, right down the line. Yeah. And I mean, we looked great. We looked Absolutely. Awesome. And, All the credit in the world goes to the Bands because guess what? They're 10-2. And And if you're doing a little bit of scoreboard watching, which you probably are, uh, you would be sad to find out that Rochester and Toronto both won this weekend. Rochester just beat Georgia 19-18. So we see how good uh, Rochester's defense truly is going up against the bottom team in the East, giving up 18 Mm. goals. Um, In a game where Connor Field scored another 10 points, which isn't really uh, anything new. But, mm-hmm. uh, and then Toronto beating Albany 12-6 last night. We kind of expected mm. that. Albany's been really falling off, and yep. Toronto's not going to go down because I don't think they're going to, I wouldn't predict them losing back-to-back games from, against Philadelphia or Albany. But, uh, you know, great games, great games this weekend, very, very close. I really wish Georgia were to, to edge over Rochester, but they still scored yeah. 18 goals. And Rochester has some self-identity problems right now. That defense is bad. I mean, it's not what it it once was. So they got some problems that they got to face, and they're still third in the Eastern Division. With our win, though, we are still at the top, solely at the top, and we have a game in hand against Toronto. And and Rochester has a game in hand over us which they have three losses in Buffalo as two. So we're still in a really, really, really good spot heading into this next game coming up in six days where we get a little sweet taste of revenge, at least we hope, against the who we apparently see this year with the fraudulent, fraudulent (laughs) Colorado Mammoth. They'll be coming Mm -hmm. into our house, and hopefully we'll we'll have some nice green uniforms for for the bandits to rep the day after St. Paddy's Day.
1: That would be sick. I'm going to be the first in line to purchase mine. So I'll tell you that right now. Absolutely. But other than that, guys, but uh, we also want to make sure that if you are going to the game, please be safe because I know a lot of people are going to be drinking and especially probably us as well. But uh, again, I also have um, one more thing to say before we wrap up with our um our spiel towards the end uh for those of you who are playing for the buffalo uh, brigade this upcoming weekend which this guy will um live at the KeyBank bank center we're going to be playing from twelve thirty to two thirty. get there about an hour ahead of time so we can get prepped ready and ready to go to play out in the actual field where the bandits play in bandit land so for those of you who do listen in make sure you get there about an hour early eleven thirty time and then get prepped get ready we'll have some fun for two hours straight. And also, don't forget to put like a little red ribbon on your on your uh, lacrosse stick to represent the fallen hero of Jason Arno.
0: That's right. That's right. And I think we got to hit him with the sponsorship, too. Yes, and sir. then the famous words that we always know to close out our Absolutely. show.
1: Absolutely. And th- this podcast is brought to you by Mitchell's Tavern, live at 734 Sheridan Drive up in town. Nowhere else.
0: Nowhere, Nowhere else. Nowhere
1: else. But for Banditland fans to go to for the greatest beef on Wick and other Bar Foods, they have amazing food, great service. You won't be disappointed. And also don't forget to mention Banditland Boulevard from me to Trevor to say, hey, these guys said you guys are pretty good at what you do. We want to see for ourselves. And I won't I believe me, folks. You will not be disappointed. Also, for our YouTube subscribers, please hit like and follow us. Uh, subscribe button. Hit that bell notification every time, so more videos will come to see. And also,
0: and if you are a diehard Bandits fan, join Bandits Mafia on Facebook. Let's. Yes. We, we need more support because I think we're we are pushing big numbers right now. Yes, we and are, And that's guys. where we, we
1: can't thank you enough.
0: That's really like where we started our show. So it'd be great to have some of you guys in there that just found us on YouTube, just found us on Spotify. Go to Facebook.com, create an account if you don't have one, and then join Bandits Mafia.
1: Yep. And also, don't forget to listen in on Spotify.fm or Anchor FM for your radio needs, especially if you just want to listen to us on, the, on your phone, on your radio to work. On your laptop. On your laptop, any electro, uh, electrical device. So, guys, give us a five-star rating.
0: Yeah, we love that stuff. And we always keep it real. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. It's not always uh, anti-Christ hellfire. We call it how it is. We, If it, if it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, it's good. You're going to get the real takes, the real views on this I'm real
1: show. Yes, we are. That's where and for those at. of you guys, I don't know if you all know this, but we always finish this show with one simple sentence. Trevor, are you Be ready worse. for this?
0: Yes, I am. Let's- ready? Let's
1: let's go, go bandits let's go let's go